RadioInfluence.com. Oh my God, I'm so happy about this edition of The Rock Stops Here. I had no idea that my guest had just landed a major gig. A job that he has wanted at one particular place his entire career in broadcasting. And he got it. And it's going to be made official and he's going to be hightailing it out of here. It's a big, big, big opportunity. And I just asked him to make a return trip to my podcast. I had no idea. We met at Emily Arena outside at what's called Thunder Alley on a beautiful, still summer-like day here in Florida, even though here we are now in November. Uh, but just, his name is Seth Cush. And he's been in radio a long time. He has been on the digital side now for quite some time. And he came walking towards me. We do this, as you know, if you don't know, I I, I don't like the Zoom. I like to just sit down in person with my guest. I think it's more personable. It comes across better. And so here we go. He said, sure, I'd love to do it. And he's walking towards me, and I just started, here he is, here he is, my man, the superstar. He goes, here's what I got going on. I said, what? What? Congratulations. Oh, my God. Without further ado, he's had a long career, still a young man in broadcasting, and now he is about to embark on a journey with his family in a new place in a humongous, humongous station. Without further ado, my guest on The Rock Stops Here, the one, the only, Seth Kush. All right, I am with the very talented, very busy, multi, multi everything in radio, in digital, in podcasting, in block party style, the co-host of the Lightning's Block Party, the one, the only, the greatness that is, Mr. Seth Kush. Man, Rock, I, you know, people ask me to do podcasts from time to time, and I, I just do this podcast just because I just love to hear you talk. <laughs> I don't even know if I'm going to hear any questions today, but uh, I saw you from, I parked at the uh, Pam Iorio parking garage, and we're here in Thunder Alley. I'll yes. Make the picture. And yes. I was probably 40 yards away from Rock, and he just started going, there's the superstar. There's the superstar. <laughs> I, like he said it until I took me, you know, 18 seconds to walk over here. You're just a, you're a hell of a guy, Rock. I, I love talking to you, man. Just got done recording an episode of The Block Party, you know, minutes ago out in Brandon and stopped off at Amelie Arena in our spot to record this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, this is the return. I've only had maybe three people that have returned to The Rock Stops here. And Seth Cush is here. And we're doing it right here at Amelie Arena, just sitting right here on a beautiful day in Florida. No frills, and I love it. I, I love told, it. I told my buddy JP, who i done a lot of digital stuff with the Lightning, I was like, hey, I'm doing a podcast, you know, outside of Amley. He's like, outside Amley? I go, yeah, you don't understand. Like, we sit under, there's yeah. this giant tree. We're right by the stage. I go, it's it's beautiful. It's the best place. Nobody, we don't have to meet at anybody's house and make it awkward and all that. Like, we're just here. Right, look at it. people are taking pictures of the uh, the Esposito statue. It's cool, it's like, it's isn't a great it? Place to be, yeah. It really is. It really is. And I gotta tell you, man, 
it's not just because we live here. You obviously work for the Tampa Bay Lightning, but I get it from out-of-town journalists. I get it from even players, people that are in the NHL, and even in other sports. It is basically the best sports professional franchise in all of America, and, right? I mean, absolutely. They're the standard. I mean, they're the standard. I've, like you said, I've talked to with the Lightning being in the playoffs. You know, the last you know eighteen years, the last few seasons, I've talked to so many national, ESPN, TNT, from wherever, the Canadian, what, like, who, who, and they come down and I interview them, and there's not not one bad. They love it. They love it. They love the weather. They love. It's a first class organization. I mean, the building gives them everything they have to offer. The hotels nearby with you know a bunch of great restaurants here within walk. I mean, it's it's everything it really that you would is. want it to be, and it's what a lot of teams are striving for is to have like everything you know kind of right in the stadium. Like the, I don't know, like the Bucks, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks right. do it. It's just a whole like little community, and uh, and everybody loves it. A friend of mine who came on this podcast is the play-by-play voice on radio for the New Jersey Devils, Matt Lachlan. I'm a Jersey guy. I knew him from, oh, my God, so many years ago. They got Palat from us. <laughs> <laughs> so we taped it at the JW Marriott when the uh, Devils were in last season. And he flat out told me on the podcast, the Devils, as an organization, look to the lightning on the way the lightning do things, they did. They, they want to be like the lightning. Yes. Yeah. And not everybody can do it. And then, of course, like in New Jersey, they're located in Newark, and it's kind of hard if you go a couple of blocks out. You know what I mean? But the everything and Jeff Vinnick, Vinnickville. They call it Vinnickville. I know it's a Water Street project. What he's done in downtown Tampa, it's amazing, man. Well, I mean, and I don't know if we've. I, I feel like I've talked. Maybe I just say this on my head a lot. Yeah. But Jeff Vinnick and. Before I, I'm 40 years old, but I didn't know that an owner of a sports team when he bought it, I didn't know that an owner of a sports team could be so much more than that, you know. And Mr. Vinick has shown that he has absolutely transformed this city, and he's he's not going to stop anytime soon. Like I think he wants you see the hospitals or yes. just like buildings, condos, restaurants. I mean, he wants to do that and. He makes the other owners like a Stu Sternberg look completely awful. You know, when you got a guy like Mr. Vinick who's just putting everything into this area and this community, and then you have Stu who dips in and out and is like, you know, hey, when he dips in, he wants four hundred million from us. And you know, <laughs> when he dips out, he's trying to move the team to France. So I just I feel like Mr. Vinick has has set the standard for not just hockey but sports. And um and it's just to me, Rock, I'll I'll be honest, it's almost yeah. It's almost worn off just at this point how first class they are. You just right. expect it. Right. Like you expect right. them to be in the playoffs. You expect to be treated great by everybody in the organization. It's just you expect them to be creative with their marketing and you have first class players. And it's just it's this that's the standard. And like I said, it, you, you almost take it for granted. You almost take their greatness on and off the ice for granted. Now, what about you doing the block party? Now you have. Uh, Braden, which is a co-host. Yes, Braden, Braden Coburn. And is that a little bit different? Uh, you know, from previous years. Well, let's 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 you know? let's be honest, Rock. You know the radio world. Uh, if they if they tried to add somebody to a show, an, a co-host, how many radio people would would freak out because their d- ego would be damaged? Like, What's this? What's it make? without a doubt? Yeah, no, without a doubt. So what I did was so the podcast started with Dan Girardi and myself. We did twenty episodes, and then I did the last ninety. You know, and I'm very grateful to Lightning and Brian Breesman let me do it. 
I thought at the end of last year, what I did had run its course. I talked to almost every player. I did my style. It was great. I was proud of it. But I thought that it needed to keep going for season four, which we're in. I thought it needed uh, another level. And I thought I thought it needed a player. I had pitched uh, Chris Dingman a lot over the years. Obviously, yep. he's in in Canada. Yep. And then I pitched. Um, I don't really pitch, but I just I just said, hey, listen, Coburn is great. I interviewed Coburn a couple times. I go, he's a great guy. He'd be awesome. So um, they never really say anything about it. And when I found out the block party was coming back, uh, Brian Breesman said, we're thinking about bringing a co-host on. And I go, yeah, who, who are you thinking? And he's like, Braden Coburn. I go, that's that's amazing because. What I can do is I can have a conversation and ask these questions and get behind the scenes stuff, but I can't, I never played with these guys. Exactly. We just interviewed Bogosian. I never played with Bogosian. Coburn did. They both got drafted by Atlanta when Atlanta had a team and they've got stories going back and forth, Right. you know, so, and, and I'm able to work in my stuff and Kobe's able to bring that, that player connection to where the guys are more comfortable and they open up. And I knew Rock. I knew that we needed that. I thought it needed that to keep the block party fresh and going. That's amazing. A lot of guys won't do that. Yeah. Their ego, they wouldn't say that they want to bring in another guy. Nope, I wanted to. And, and to be honest with you, Braden's been doing radio stuff. I tell him every time he is a natural Rock with the podcast. He knows how to work in the questions. He doesn't step over anybody. And I think it's almost hard for him to take compliments because um, he's doing really, really well. And yeah. I think he's going to be one of those guys that hangs around for a while and does a lot of the uh, a lot of the media stuff for the Lightning. Nice. All of the uh, the Lightning players that you've talked to on the block party. Is there anything that stands out that's maybe similar with all of them? I know they all have different personalities. Now that you've done it for a couple of years, you've interviewed so many, whether they were former players, whether they've been, you know, like, you know, the executives. But the hockey world, you've been in it now for several years. It's crazy. Anything stands out like to you with these guys? It'll be, it's tough to draw a comparison. You know, it's tough to, there's been so many rock, but I'll yeah. tell you, you know, I think last, I feel like last time we sat here, I shared my experience about watching yes. some of the playoffs with, with um, Espo and Michigan and all that stuff. And I had a chance to interview Coach Cooper last year in the middle of last season. And it was the highlight, I think, of, of the block party. Outside of probably talking to Stammer and having, you know, like like Belmar, we just talked to Bogosian. There's like there's everybody's amazing. Everybody's but but sat down with Cooper, he walks in and he goes, he looks at he looks at my notebook and he's like, Your handwriting your handwriting shit. <laughs> and I look up at the board where they're drawing plays and I go, Whose handwriting is that? And he's like, That's mine. I was like, That's just as bad, you That's know? Awesome. And he's chirping me and he's just like, yeah, I bet this is already your best podcast and 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 his son was actually in the room and his son knew about the block party. So he actually so I felt like cool in front of Coach Cooper and we talked for about thirty five minutes and he I asked him, you know, if he thought losing in two thousand nineteen, getting swept is the reason they won the cups, you know, and, and he said yes and I, it was great for me to ask that question, and I, I had a phenomenal conversation with him, Rock. And it's in the middle of the year, and Coach Cooper is just – I mean, his players might not say this, but, I mean, he's a hes a charming guy. He's a Hall of Famer. He, he, 
He loves the city. He's shown that by how he would take the Stanley Cup around, you know, yes, to, to every to different bars and stuff. Bars and stuff. He was the guy, you know, he had it. It was important to him to do that. And um, to sit down and talk with him, like I said, future Hall of Famer, there's no doubt about that. He went from a guy that everybody thought should get fired after they got swept to the Blue Jackets yes. to a Hall of Fame coach. So to, to do that, it, and that that's I've only had a chance to talk to him one time in four seasons is is my is my big takeaway right now. That's that nice. Was, that was that was you know, I like to talk to the older guys. The older guys, they give you the most to work with. They've had the most life experience and you talk to Coach Cooper. I've talked to Julian Breezois, but you know, he's not gonna give you as much as a Coach Cooper. Right. So I talked to, to JBB right after they lost the Stanley Cup last season. So he was a little happy because I think he had the Nick Paul deal already locked in when he saw me. <laughs> but yeah, the, the Coach Cooper was, I, anybody that's listening to this, I thought it was a great interview and a, definitely a career highlight. I think he is tremendous with the media where they're not gonna give you you know all their secrets, but he always like takes a second and he gives like good answers. That, very, very good. Even on which I think this is completely unnecessary rock, really, in all sports. And mm-hmm. they were they were do, ramping this up big time with ESPN last year. But talking to the coaches on the bench during the game, you know, like Emily Emily Kaplan did a great job. But when she would talk to Coach Cooper, he would ex, he would explain everything that's going on in the in, middle. I know. I know, it. I know they're taping it, you know, during the timeouts. But like he would be give very. You're right. He would give very well instead of just like yeah, yeah. we got to play better here, like the football coaches do. Right. He would like stop and paint a picture and i just think that everybody appreciates that he doesn't have to do that but people like us and people in the media they pick up on those things and they they know just how big of a deal it is because not many people do that what was it like like when you see they play a little bit of your podcast up on the big board in front of 20,000 fans. <laughs> what what is that like? Man? It's um it's it's the peak. It's the peak for me so far, Rock. I mean, even being on the radio in 20, you know, with whatever how long it's been here on however many different shows, yeah. uh, having them just even flash up a picture or promoting the blog party or when, you know, Greg Wolf reads about it or when they put up a clip, it is, yes. it blows my mind. And, <laughs> and I'm not going to lie, you know, they put it up during, uh, you know, intermissions and stuff when people are, you know, they're not, not everybody's all locked in. They're not putting there up. There still the th- might be 15,000 right. are watching. There's, Maybe there's, there's five walking around. Well, I've seen it like on the TVs, you know, when you're getting a yeah, beer yeah, yeah, or yeah, something, yeah, yeah, they've yeah, got yeah. it on the TVs in the hall. So oh. I'm all over the place, Rock. But um, it's... I love it, man, and it's it's probably just all because I, I love I love the lightning. I love being part of this, and what's better than you know being on the jumbotron or having your podcast promoted on the radio? Uh, you know, like the lightning do for lightning radio. It's I I, I can't get enough. I'm not gonna say like uh, you know makes gives me a big head or makes me feel important because as we sit outside Amelia Arena, Arena right now, there's no way I could even get inside the building. You know, so <laughs> they would not they would not let me in whatsoever. But but it is it's it's phenomenal. It's 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 my favorite and. Hopefully one day when I show my daughter the picture, she'll think it. She'll think it's cool too. That's neat. Yeah, that that, that is neat. Because my daughter, I have a daughter that's uh, well, I have a son that's twenty five, and he's with his mom. But my daughter is thirteen, and she just thinks that I am so stupid and oh, nerdy. Really? And, oh, what do you see? Oh, you don't know anything. This and that. This and that. Oh my God! And is and, she into sports? Uh, yeah. 
I mean, you know, she does. She was a cheerleader for years, and she does different things, and she follows it. But she, no, you'll you'll you'll, you'll see. And they've always told me too. They'll they'll be that stretch where they think you're nerdy. You're you're not with it. Don't try to be cool. All that stuff. Oh my God. She gets up with my brother. They they gang up on me, and they love it. <laughs> but then I've always heard that once they get older in their twenties, and they come, they come back, back to yeah. daddy. And I know your daughter is how old she's, now? She's five. And, five, and, and you put it put on social media. It's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome. She looks at me the other day and she goes, Daddy, I don't like your feet. <laughs> and I'm just like, and there, she walks in. I'm taking a shower rock and she walks in the bathroom, which I don't know. Look, I don't know. It's I'm a dad. She walks in the bathroom whenever she wants. Of course. She dad, walks in the bathroom, starts just letting the water run. I'm in the shower. She goes, don't look at me. I'm like, I'm not even looking. I'm in the shower rock. So it's just like, I, but I will say this. Um, we talk about the lightning whenever they play. Whenever she wakes up, I tell her if they won, and she she's big into numbers. That's awesome. She always wants to know the, how many goals they had, how many the other team had, and when it's big, she gets excited. That's cute. And I got to tell her the other morning that the Bears beat the Patriots, the thirty three fourteen. She was excited about that too. How about that? Yeah, how Justin, about that? Justin Fields. How about that? That's why the NFL, man. Yeah, just, it's parody. How about that? I thought Justin Fields and the Bears, and that was something. You that, had to love that. That was great. The, I'll say, you are from Chicago. Yeah, area. I, I was. I will just say, I as I've only. Got gotten sports success and enjoyment from the lightning right a lot right being a chicago sports fan but that bears win rock against the patriots seeing them play well and seeing fields play well because i love fields and i have to keep defending him felt just it felt good man it's why we watch football i'm not expecting this team to win the super bowl but it felt good it's <laughs> nice to feel when your team makes you feel good you right know? right right now just real quickly we don't want to we just want to hint okay you uh you it looks Pretty good. Like yeah. you have a big, 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 <laughs> big, huge announcement. And we don't want to totally give it away until it's all signed, sealed, and delivered. But it's going to be big. And you are ve- you seem to be very, very excited. Uh, can you tell us what field it might be in? Or? Radio. Oh, my God. Now, the last time I did the podcast here, and I remember you were like, you know what? I did radio. You started out. Your fame was with Fisher and Boy. We all like Fisher. 97X, you were Boy. Then you were on the Drew Grabo show on 1025 The Bone. And even though it looked like you guys had your differences on what Drew has been going through battling cancer. Absolutely. It seems like just from following you guys, you actually have gotten uh, a little bit uh, closer. Yeah. Uh, isn't that something? Yeah, I mean, it was, it's... And before I do that, I do want to mention after that, you go to Bubba the Love Sponge. Yes. Bubba had been a legendary and uh, being a, you know, a... Uh, shock jock shock jock <laughs> i mean i know everybody shock hates that jock. word but that's just there's no better way to describe it the you know one of the originals so then after that and you were doing the lightning block and you were like you know what i'm getting into digital i like podcasting i like putting podcasting you would hear radio no 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 that's what i thought this must you can't you don't have to say it this must be a big opportunity for you to get back into radio yes i did i i i hated radio i hate i hate a lot of aspects of it still but there was some, I always said this on Bubba's show and, you know, probably places not that anybody gives a shit, Rock. But I did say that there is one place on earth that I would do radio just because that would be the peak for me. You know, I thought the peak for me in Tampa was doing working at the bone. You yes. know, that talk radio, yes. most listened to station. No doubt. I was I was fine with that. I was like, great to talk radio. But there was, you know, I've. Uh, 
I was like, hey, I might want to do this one day. And it's uh, it's it's a once in a lifetime position. You know, there are probably over 500 applicants. Uh, oh, my God. I had five interviews over a two month period and um, I'm I'm the last man standing. So I got a verbal offer. Wow. It's a massive it's a massive, massive deal for me by deal i don't mean money i mean like it's it's going to be great for i think my career and um it's just you know rock when they tell you like when you get fired or you know you leave a job and they go you're going to end up somewhere that you never thought you would end up and you go okay whatever you know kiss off you know what are you talking about i'm i can't even pay my bills right now where am i going to end up and this is it rock like this is the place this is the place where I, I I never I never thought I would be, and it looks like it's going to happen. So they're just a little slow to get back with the official paperwork. Uh, but but <laughs> that, that's always like that. Yeah, but I did put it's my two weeks. Like I did put my two weeks notice into my other job, so I'm hoping. Oh, I, it's got to go through. I'm hoping. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping it goes through. I'm going to see if you need an assistant for this podcast. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to work security at some lightning games or something to earn some money while I'm in between. Yeah. But. Yeah, it's um, and and I haven't told many people, but I I knew that you would be happy for me. Oh man! So because oh you know, man, how many people out there are are not happy for other people's success? There's a lot, quite There's, a few. Yeah, more, the majority of them, you know. And I knew that you'd be happy, and I haven't told many people, but I wanted I wanted to let you know. And I know where you know people are like, what are, what is it? What is it? What is you'll, it? Just, you'll you'll know, like you'll I'll probably maybe it'll be f- official by the time this plays next week. I'm hoping, or I'm, who I'm, knows? I'm hoping I need to call them and let them know I'm running out of money and I need something. So yeah, I hope I hope it's official soon. I, I can't wait to announce. I'm surprised I actually haven't said anything so far, but yeah, it's uh, I'm I'm getting Congrats, back man. getting back into radio and um looking to become a superstar. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I would assume it's been a little bit of a variety. Like you were on a morning show with Fisher. You guys did play music. Yes. But it started that talk, you know, more and more talk and entertaining. And you were very successful. You did that for years. And then you were over on the bone, guy talk. And then, of course, being with Bubba the Love Sponge. Although I'm sure you've taken... You know, some things you like, some things you don't. At each one of those places, and you're in the point right now, because of all those experiences, plus what you do here, you're ready, man. Yeah. You know? That's and and I appreciate that. And you know what I had to do, Rock, is I had to I needed to pad my resume. My resume was just radio, which is which is nothing. Which to people No, it's something it, and you've been well, on good successful shows. But you know, when you're trying to get you know, I was trying to get out, you know, I was trying to get into the marketing. I just I was a manager, what was I just a social media and content manager for a marketing company. You know, so when I'm trying to get into that, radio doesn't necessarily matter. I needed to do other things. So I got the lightning podcast. I got, I worked for a mental health company. I worked for a marketing company. Oh, I remember that. You know, I did, I did different things. I produced different podcasts. I tried to launch a, a, a sports blog with five tool mooks. I ha- I started a t-shirt company, St. Pete legend. It's like, I, I try to do a bunch of different things, have a lot of success. You know, well, not, not a lot of success, but just, but just try. I wanted to be successful at everything that I attempted and, and it didn't all work, but it gave me the experience to where, when I went for this job, they yeah. said, you have the passion and experience and you only get one or the other these days. And they go, you have both. So interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's all. That's I got both of those. So I was like, if that's all it takes, you uh, sign me up. Where did that come from? The the ability to keep on taking 
new chances, throwing a lot of stuff out there. A lot of us are like just waiting. And I'll tell you what, I, I, I'm trying to remember who it was. Oh, Rich Hollenberg, who has been a broadcaster for a long time, very successful with Bally's in Tampa Bay. He also does college basketball games on ESPN. And he had a really good point a couple of weeks ago. He's like, if you're just waiting for that perfect job to come up, it ain't going to just come up. Now, look, I think this may be an exception. You, But you have just, I'm trying this if it doesn't work. I remember you telling me, I'm mental health, I'm doing this podcast. I'm going to do this over here. I'm, boom, you're swinging from the fences all the time. Where did that come from? You, you know where it came from? It came from about 17 years of not doing anything and waiting and waiting for that perfect job to come to me. You know, I was, each time I was in radio, I thought that my company was going to come to me and go, we want you to be our, we want you to manage every show we have here. We want you to run our podcast division. We want you to be more than just a producer. We want you to produce all our shows. You know, I thought all of the, I thought those things were going to come to me because I was at the same company for 19 years. And when I got out in 2019, I go, I, I, that's, I'm not waiting for shit anymore. I was like, I'm going to keep going until we find something. So, um, until I find something that works and, um, this this lightning podcast has obviously been successful. That's that's mostly that's all because of the lightning. Um, but yeah, you know, I've tried a lot of things and some of them have failed, but they've all given me great experience. And and this job has been something rock where you just kind of stay in touch with somebody over the years. And it's somebody I stayed in touch with. Somebody I tried to get a job with in 2014. Okay, and huge. We've, and we've stayed in touch since then. Huge. And in 2022, you got me the job of my dreams. Man, I'm glad you're saying that because I worked with a girl and the boss says, you call her a girl? You have to say, have to say woman. I'm sorry. But it was over at Bright House Sports Network and she was in the Orlando. It's called Central Florida News. She, in college, had somebody at ESPN that was able to do, you know, hire. She stayed for something like 12 years emailing several times a year and wouldn't even get a response. And guess what? She is now doing play-by-play, a lot of college football at ESPN. She's doing a great job. And I saw I saw her that day when she came over. I'm like, everybody's congrats. How did you do it, man? Agent? No agent. No agent. Really? To get to ESPN? How? I stayed in touch for like 12 years. Persistence. Yeah. Without bugging them. Man, that, it's, it, you know? It's not, It's and it's not... You know, you just don't, you never know what, and now, by the way, I'm not a networker. This isn't like I got a bunch of, I'm not a networker at all. This is not a networking thing. This was, I tried to get a job in 2014, didn't work out. I was the runner up and, um, and he said, you know, you, I liked everything about you. Let's stay in touch. And, and we stayed in touch. So yeah, it's, uh, wow. it's, it's, it's great how those relationships rock. I I've spent so much time on LinkedIn and indeed looking for jobs and all this stuff and nothing happens and it's jobs I'm overqualified for. And you just go, let me just, let me just try to make some cash. It'll like, cause I'm, I was unhappy at my other job. I'll just go, you don't hear from anybody. And they always say that next job's coming from somebody you already know. And man, oh man, that's happened to me every single time since I've been out of radio. It's been somebody I I kind of know, yeah, or I've it met. It is true. That, it's that, true. That's gotten me that job. So, um, I 
again, I'm not advising anybody to get off LinkedIn or Indeed or anything, but I, I, I'll tell you what, I've, I've, I have 200 rejection letters from Spotify and ESPN and... Didn't you, Barstool, you wanted to work at Barstool, Barstool too, right? absolutely, yeah. Barstool's I mean, I couldn't even find, I mean, rejection, people you haven't heard from, I, I saved them all um, just because it was just so, it was so painful and tedious. I never knew if it was going to pay off or not, and uh, and I think it is. I think it is. What, okay, just a couple more. What would be now? You had like four or five interviews. You got you've got this gig with all these applicants. What was it? Are you just very very confident now at this stage, and it came through? Do how much of your personality do you just let it all out of who you are? You know, uh, in your interview with different people. I'm assuming it's a Zoom. Or, or how uh, uh, everything was over the uh, one was over Zoom. Okay, one was over Zoom with uh, uh two were over Zoom with the big bosses. Um, with the the talent on the show, it was just on the phone. Gotcha. Um, I had interviewed with this host in 2017, so I went out to meet him before. Okay. And, okay. And he's he's known that I've been his guy for for that long because, I guess. You know, there's producers that just don't know how to produce, and I and I didn't know. I, to me, it's easy. Like the things that you know he's asking for, like ideas, and you know to be organized. I'm like, that's that's all you're asking for. That's that's easy stuff. So that's what I do in my sleep. I can bring so much more to the table. But um, it was every interview that they had. Um, they they knew that I was tough to beat. I think so. They never they never told me that there was anybody that was close to me at all they told me that i was their guy from the start so last time i was trying to get a job out in san diego and i was talking about them to try to be a producer and they ended up uh they were like oh we have to uh, we have to interview somebody from the uh, adam carolla that's producer adam carolla and i'm like how am i going to compare to somebody that's produced for adam carolla and all this stuff so um but and i'm sure there are people that had that on their resume this time but i see yeah. So you build the resume is kind of key too. I guess that's the first thing they're going to see. Some of the other some bosses. Well, I mean, you know, I helped. I, I I got Bubba back in the podcast game, and he ended up at you know 1.2 million downloads. I remember when yeah. you were doing that. Yeah. So I got I helped Bubba, and he sent me a, a text. You know, a very appreciative that of that of, of me pushing him to do it. And then when I was in marketing, I learned a lot about like search engine optimization, you know, back channel, internet stuff, just stuff that you know, Look YouTube it. stuff. So I. Yeah. I've got, I've got, now that I'm getting back into radio, I've got a way broader skill set. That's what I'm thinking. So, yeah, thinking. so I, I am, I am just as confident, but I, now I've got all this stuff in my back pocket where I'm like, Boom. if you want to use it, we can use it. Like, yeah. if you want a podcast guy, I give you, if not, it's cool. Yeah. But like I'm, I'm here. I've, I've, I'm, I'm diverse right now. I, <sighs> I can do more than just talk and produce a show. Wow. So, is the, this is the last kind of like hint, is this new show? This new opportunity. Are they going to be doing video too, or they're, is, they're not they're doing not, it right yeah. now? Okay, they're not. Maybe doing that it. might be some. Well, you, that's you that's bring that to the table. These are things well, that I, you know, these are things that I can bring to the table, you know. And and they're, you know, I I bring up these things. I'm like, you guys, you know, doing, you know, doing your show. Are you recording? They're like, no, we should be. And I was like, okay, well, these, this is crazy that you're not, but I, I can make it happen. Oh so, my god! Oh know, my god! It, rock again. It's a dream scenario on paper. Everybody's excited. It's great to be wanted. Wasn't ever planning on getting in radio again, but um, this might be it, man. This might be it. This might be what. This might be. This might be where I end up for a while. So awesome! I just can't congratulate you enough because I knew that you were leaving the job that you have. 
And I only really realized that I think after I already asked you to come on the podcast, I'm like, I wonder how he feels. No, he said he's going to do it. We don't know. Whatever, whatever. I had no idea about this new opportunity when yeah. you came walking up here. This yeah. is like awesome, yeah, no, man. I put my two weeks notice at my other job in on Friday. Wow. So, I mean, once you put the two weeks in, you know. Uh, your company hates you because it's like you <laughs> broke up with them. You're you're checked out. So I was like, you want me to do a podcast in the middle of the day? Hell yeah! So that's why I, you know, I was just out in Brandon interviewing Bogosian. It was you know, it's a good day so far. Oh man, listen, all the success in the world. But you know, we'll we'll all still follow you. Uh, it's going to be great to follow your journey. You crack me up. You tell it like it is Thanks, at times Rob. on social media, and that's the key. I'd like to get a little bit more like that. You know, my wife, oh, her mother-in-law, what am I going to say? But no, I got to not worry about that. You you, you put it out there, man. It's always You're person. I, it's, I've never, I never have imagined myself as the guy telling it like it is. You know? You I do. Mean, I, I appreciate that. That's a great compliment. <laughs> not, a lot, I don't, not a lot of things, comp, not, I don't take a lot of, not, I don't get a lot of compliments, but I like that. Like, tell, I got I to gotta figure out what, what the telling it like it is has impressed you uh, so much. Oh. Oh, oh, it's huge. All right. Best of luck. Continued success. And this is a big one, man. It's an honor for you to be here with this great news. So all the all the best, Seth. Thanks, Rock. And hopefully, uh, you know, when the Lightning get back in town here, you know, we'll turn this season around. People are already freaking out. Oh, Seven games in I here. Know, freak know. out about the Bucks. Don't freak out about the Lightning. <laughs> <Okay>? <laughs> you know, it's really neat when you see someone that just got an opportunity that they've worked for their entire lives. It doesn't happen much, as you know, right? But just those couple of times on one hand where you got a big break and now you got to take advantage of that. You got to take that opportunity and run with it. And if you're prepared and you're ready, and usually it is, when you get that big opportunity that comes your way, there's a reason for it because you're, you've been ready. You've worked hard towards it, and now here it is. And it doesn't happen much in life. And it's so cool, man, to see that happen. And I, I had no idea. I just, hey, Seth, will you come on my podcast? I was thinking about him the other day. I'm like, you know, it's time for a return trip uh, to the Rock Stops here. He said, sure, love to do it. Boom. I got a wedding. My brother's getting married next week. I'm a little bit busy. How about the following week? Maybe a Monday. We ended up doing it on a Tuesday, I believe. And uh, it's really, really cool. So, Seth, congratulations. Best of luck. I know you're going to crush it. And it's going to be a great experience for you and your family. How about that? Go get them, man. Go get them. You know, and I was just thinking back. Uh, I was thinking back leaving Tampa on a beautiful day. It's just a really cool setting in downtown. I call it Vinickville, the Water Street Project there. I went into the public screenwise that they have, and it's in this beautiful building, the Heron. It's where Ric Flair lived, woo, where he's been living. And uh, I just love that little section of uh, Tampa, downtown Tampa. You got the waterfront there. Uh, it's, oh my God. And it was just that I got something to eat and I was just thinking about it. And then I sat outside and I was driving back home and I was just thinking, you know, like there's been a, cause it's been a long time since I had one of those life changing, life altering opportunities come my way. It's been a long time. And I was just like, wow, you know what? I give thanks. My first real break was at a small, but very successful radio station in Sussex County, New Jersey, W, 
SUS, FM 102.3. First, first report news, first report sports. That's what it was. The owner believed in local and it was my first real experience covering news and sports, but news like the who, what, when, where, and how, and, you know, get right to the point, don't bury the lead. And it was a great little training ground. And then I got my first opportunity in TV. And only because that we started doing some news uh, locally on the cable. I think it was called Service Electric Cable at the time. Might even still be. Then I go up to Plattsburgh, New York in, in WPTZ, uh, Burlington, Burlington, Vermont, Plattsburgh, New York, NBC affiliate. But at the time, my wife had cancer. I couldn't stay. I was only there a couple of months, came back to New Jersey, back on a line crew out on the road. It was rough, kind of rough. My poor wife, and she ended up passing. And I ended up, ended up the week that she passed. I had been sending out tapes. I wanted to get into, I knew I had gotten my start in TV and I knew that I could be a TV sports guy. I knew I could do it, but I just, I, you know, and the, why, the, the week my wife passed, I get a call to get it, to get an interview. It was at New Jersey Network, NJN. It's in the New York Philly market. The quality was really, really good to be a sports producer and also to be able to be a sports reporter for a magazine show, sports people play, a half hour TV sports magazine show. And I went on the interview and I had mentioned uh, that my wife had just passed. And they were like, oh my God, you know, you're not ready. I said, no, I'm trying to get back in the business and this will help me. I'll be all in. You don't understand. I'm working for a Denville line painting company painting uh highways no i'm miserable not miserable. i mean it was a I, I i was thankful for making the money the opportunity to be working but and i got the job so i quit my first one wsus in radios there five years boom i got my feet wet in local tv nbc affiliate the job at new jersey network then a national sports reporting job at FNN, New York, LA. I was the, from Denver, Colorado, over the Rockies, over. Covered everything, man. All big time events. That got me into big events, and you know, learning how to do that on the fly real quick. And then I I was out because the company uh, CEO embezzled a lot of money and here I was overqualified. You were a national reporter, blah, blah, blah. I thought I'd never get back in. And Gabe Hobbs from News Radio 970 WFLA. It didn't pay much, but it was an opportunity to get back in the business. And I think that opportunity was huge because it brought me to Tampa. And here I am 26, seven years later still. You know, that opportunity got me in. And then the opportunity with Bay News 9. And I was there for 18 years. You know, it's just, I realized, because, you know, I haven't had one of those opportunities now. It's been years. (laughs) And I don't like to be saying, oh, I'm retired and I'm just sitting at home. It's not me. And uh, I laugh, and sometimes you you forget. Sometimes it takes. So when Seth, when I interviewed Seth here, here he is. He's a young man. He's forty years old. Now is the time. He's on his way. 
the bit one place that he always wanted to work. He stayed in contact with the gentleman oh, for years and he got it. And it made me think back like I've had those, those there, but you can count them on one hand. That's like five, five major opportunities. And again, you got to be prepared. If you're prepared, you've been ready for this chance. You got to take that advantage. And I think that that's really, really, really cool. And, I, and I, I'm very, 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 very thankful for those opportunities that came my way. But I kept plugging. You know, I didn't give up. There's so many that I've known from college and on that I've talked to. And, that, you know, when you first get out of college and you're trying to get a gig in broadcasting, <clears throat> you're going to make no money or very little money, hardly be able to pay the bills. You're going to have to get another job and do that. And so many just give up. And I understand. Or they may have other circumstances where they got to make a certain amount of money to just survive, to pay bills. They might have bad credit. They might have a woman, a girl that's got bad credit. They may have gotten married young, maybe a kid young, and you can't not make much money and keep grinding until the next opportunity comes up. So I get it. I get it. I've been very, 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 very fortunate. And talking to Seth, it's made me realize again just how fortunate <clears throat> that I have been. Which brings me to my next topic, which is Tom Brady. And it's not the X's and O's. It's not what's happening with the offense. And I do that on another podcast, my Bucks Kickoff podcast. 24 hours before every Buccaneer game. Now, this is not an X's and O's. It's more of the behind the scenes, seeing the demise, seeing it go downhill. You know, I, I remember, and I said this to a couple of people, but it's very easy because I'm not him. When Brady came to the Buccaneers in the pandemic, and in the one year, the first year, to win a Super Bowl with the Yuccaneers to do that? I said at the time, and the boat parade and throwing the Lombardi trophy from boat to boat, Cameron Bray caught it, and he, got, he had avocado tequila, and he was buzzed, and he was on top. Man, I just said, now again, I'm not in that situation. He's so highly competitive, but it would have been like, Go out now. Go out now. Your legacy will be, oh, my God, not only did you win all those Super Bowls in 20 years with the Patriots, one year you come to the Buccaneers and you win it again. You win it. You win it. Go out on top. That's it. He would be walking around these last two years, three years, like, oh, my God, here's Brady. He's walking on water. Oh, my God. How did this, this guy is the greatest of all time. He still is, in my opinion, the greatest of all time. But it's what have you done for me lately and the legacy and just seeing. Oh, and then the public uh, divorce, a you know, possible divorce. Oh, every day, Giselle, Tom Brady, an ultimatum, quit or you're done. I'm leaving you for good. I've left you with the kids in Miami. And I was just like, and, and I'm out, out with the whole world to see. Oh, my God, I can't imagine it. So last week, I've, I haven't seen this. I, I've seen players be distraught after losses. Now, I got to tell you, 
in my 30 some plus years inside locker rooms at for professional teams, pro teams, MLB, NBA, NHL, NFL. Yeah, I have seen players be in their lockers, can't talk after a game. The majority, they're young guys with a lot of money. When you think about when you were 23 years old or 24 years old, what if you had millions and millions of dollars? You were in fantastic shape. You're single. You can get any chicks that you want. Uh, you got anything you want. You want to buy a car right now today? Boom, buzz. What is it? Load it up. I want to buy a new house. I want to buy a new condo. I want to buy a boat. Whatever. Boom. Whatever. Give me the most expensive. Hey, drink, drinks are on everybody. Boom. So you can imagine if you had that mindset. I always said that it affects fans more than it does the majority of players sometimes because they're young guys in great shape, have so much money that you think it's never going to end. But I'll tell you what. Brady, after this last loss, last week, the Thursday night game, we went in there and Brady still had his full uniform on. I mean, shoulder pads, everything. He's sitting with his face. He had uh, his hands, his face is in his hands, and he's just staring at his locker. And Blaine Gabbert, who's the backup quarterback, was sitting next to him for a long time. Gabbert had taken off his shoulder pads and all that. I think he still had his football pants on because his locker is next to Brady's. Clyde Christensen is the quarterback's coach. He came by, tried to pat him on the back. Brady didn't, couldn't, couldn't look up. Kyle Trask, the backup quarterback, patted him. And everybody else just left him alone. All media members in that locker room left him alone. Good, because that's you got to know how to act. Nobody took a picture. You're not allowed to take a still photo in the locker room. You can do video, but they don't want to catch a player being undressed or, you know, you don't want to, you're not allowed to do a photo and nobody did. Like you should see this site. It, it showed the whole deal of what Brady is going through right now with the kids not being there, his wife leaving him, coming back to losing. He's not used to this. People thinking that he's done, he's tarnished, he's this and that. And it isn't like he isn't putting in just as much work. He's putting in just as much work, film work and arm and doing all of his plyometrics and the TV12 method. He's doing all the, all the things, but it just is not, it's just not, it's not there. It's not working, man. And he sat there for 20 minutes by himself. Finally, he took off his shoulder pads, put them down, and he just still sat there. Finally, he takes off his, uh, so we're doing different interviews over to Mike Evans, over to Levante David, some of these players, Tristan Wirfs, the big uh, guard, or tackle, I'm sorry, right tackle. And you keep looking over, is Brady actually going to go to the podium? That's what happens is they always bring the quarterback and the head coach to the podium in a different room. And... I don't even know if he was going to talk, but everybody at least left him alone. Everyone. And then all he had on was his, uh, well, whatever. But he was, he stood up and he actually put his head standing up and leaning and put his head in his locker and just stood there. It had to be 
seven minutes, eight minutes. Wow. And you just, even though he's got, look, I'm not asking you to feel sorry for him or anything like this. I'm just painting the picture here on the rock stops here. Just giving you a little insight. He, uh, he just, yeah, he's got all these hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. Billionaire, I would assume, maybe. Um, he's got a couple hundred million waiting for him at Fox to be in the booth. But it just shows you the competitiveness. That's the reason why he is the GOAT, why he's played 23 years, why he's got all the hardware, all the Super Bowl rings. It bothers him that much to lose. I, 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 I haven't ever seen anything like it. And, uh, and then, and he didn't even bother taking a shower, man. He just put his clothes on, put his hat on and he came out and he went to the podium and under it real softly, he's like, hi guys. And then he answered every question to the best that he could. And that was it. And then he was off. And then I was just thinking, wow. You go back to a home where, especially if you've got kids, going through a divorce, I don't care how much money you have, if you're a human being and you've got some feelings, there is a big sense of failure. It's just, I went through it. And we have a son, Hunter, but that's all Hunter's ever known because I got uh, my ex pregnant when we were separated and... So that's Hunter. Hunter's always only known of us being opposite, separated, not in the same house. We decided it wasn't, the marriage wasn't working. But, but anyway, I'm just saying it was only, it was one child, but it's a fear of like, <clears throat> it's a fear of failure and uh, not a fear. It's a feeling of failure. So Brady's got that. Now you're going to go home to an empty house and then you're also your legacy, your turn. You're not used to this, and it's bad. And Brady stays done. He should have stayed retired. Oh, he should have left his wife and kids for this and that and this and that. And just all of it, man. And I'm watching it. I'm watching it unfold. And it also goes to show you the analytics and all these status, the stat geeks. And yes, you can garner a lot of tendencies and information with all the information that is made available to you, but it also drives me crazy because this is what analytics and stats and trends and computer models don't give you. They don't give you Brady sitting at his locker for a half hour, can't even talk because he's going through a divorce with kids involved and he can't get it done on the field and he's on a big platform and the whole world sees what he does every single day. See, analytics doesn't give you that. Stats don't give you that. That's what drives me crazy about the analytics and the stats people. There's got to be a mix, man. I've always said that. When I, when, I, when I interviewed Joe Madden, the former Cubs, Rays, Angels manager, and went to, up to his house in Pennsylvania, and when I was talking with him that time, and he was like, look, I embraced analytics. It's not like I'm the old guy, whatever, he's 67, 68, and you know, I don't want, no, no. But also, give me analytics, give me stats of what they've done the last month. I don't need the whole year what they did two months ago. And then use that, but also, 
What kind of heart does the guy have? Does he crumble when 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 the things you know get going bad? You know those things. Heart, heart that can't be measured by the computer. Same thing in our everyday lives. It's not all what's just on Facebook, man. You know, there's Facebook and then there's reality. Are you going to post a picture when you're freaking having a major argument with your wife? Hold on. Let me get a video of this. Let me post this. No. Also, when you're having the time of your life, are you going to stop? Let me get a photo. Let me get let me get a photo so I can post it and then go back to having a great time. No. No. I'm trying to remember where it was recently where it was one of the most fun times I had had. And I'm like, I didn't even look at my phone for two hours. Now, that's not a good thing because I do. I'm a father. And I what if my wife needed to get a hold of me? Uh, I don't remember where it was or what it was that I was doing, but I was just having so much fun that I just didn't. I'm not going to stop and post. (laughs) You know what I mean? So anyway, but I'm just seeing this behind the scenes and it's very, very interesting just to watch. And so talking to Seth, who got the the opportunity of a lifetime that he's worked so hard for, it made me be appreciative of all those times in my life that I've gotten that shot when it seems like you don't. And then also seeing the fall from the top, not only on the field from Brady, but also what we can, we've all dealt with. And if you haven't dealt with a divorce with kids, I'm sure there's been times where it's looked like it might happen. You're, thank God for that for you. And if you have, you know what I'm talking about. It is just brutal. So, but I don't want to, you know, I don't want to end on a, on, a, on a down note like that. We are getting ready for, and my wife is Jewish. I'm Catholic, although the Catholic religion at times oh, and all that goes on with the priest. Don't get me going. Don't get me going. I do believe there's a man upstairs. I do believe if you're living in right, life will be good. It should be okay and good. And if you're living wrong, stuff's going to happen. That's basically just try to try to try to be good. Uh, but we're raising my daughter Jewish. She's got a bat mitzvah this week. When I'm talking to you right now, and we have relatives from out of town on both sides coming in, it's a huge, it's going to be great. I haven't seen my brother and brothers and their kids. And then, of course, there's Emily's family, and they're going to be staying on Clearwater Beach. And the weather is nice at this time of year, although it's been kind of hot this 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 past week. Ridiculous. 90 degrees, 88, 90, high humidity. But anyway, we, we should be good. But anyway, I don't want to end it on this negative note so it's going to be a great time i hope all is well with you guys and if it isn't just try to keep grinding man just kind of keep grinding because the you and and live it right if you live your life right there's going to be light at the end of the tunnel it's there it's there it's there it's there it's there all right listen thank you thank you thank you thank you i have no idea what we got coming up next week on the rock stops here So I'll work my magic, hopefully. And listen, if you haven't subscribed yet, please do that. Hit the subscribe button. That way, every Tuesday morning, it comes out. 
And my thanks to my guys at Radio Influence, Jason and Jerry, the artwork and the compute, what they're doing now and the way they're making this all look to promote these podcasts and mine right here. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, guys. Jerry, keep on grinding. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, guys. And I'll talk to you next week on The Rock Stops Stinking Here. I'm Jerry Petock, CEO of Radio Influence. I just wanted to take a quick moment to say thank you for downloading and subscribing to this podcast. There are a lot of people behind the scenes here at Radio Influence that work hard to keep you entertained day in and day out. If you'd like to get involved and advertise on this program, or you have some show ideas that you'd like to see us add to the Radio Influence family, please email us at contact at radioinfluence.com. We all have crazy schedules, so the fact that you took time out of your busy day to let us entertain you for a while means a lot. Without you, the listeners, we wouldn't exist. So thank you again for downloading and subscribing to this show. Don't forget to check out RadioInfluence.com to see what other shows we also have to offer. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and of course, RadioInfluence.com. Radio Influence.